Thank you all for sharing with us. I would like to go to Ephesians chapter 6. I've been talking about the children of Israel and how they have left Egypt and how that compares us leaving the world. And thinking about the journey to the promised land. And this is what they were on. God had planned them to eventually or take them out of Egypt to the promised land. But he had chose, because of Deuteronomy chapter 8, he had chose to humble them and prove them to know what was in their hearts. So he went on a 40-year journey to do that. And life is that way. You know, once we have accepted Christ our Savior, we're now on a journey to to the promised land. And sometimes it's a short journey, sometimes it's a long journey. But we are on this journey. So what does God see in our heart? Well, Paul gives us uh, some encouragement here in Ephesians 6, chapter 10, uh, verse 10. So I want to read at least down to verse 18. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer, supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Paul is saying here in verse 10, he says, Be strong in the Lord. You know, and he's, well, first of all, he says, finally, my brother, and he is given a lot of uh, food for thought in Ephesians. And if you look at, if you read down through Ephesians up to this point, there's a lot of instruction for us as in our daily walk as Christians. And then he says, finishing up his thoughts, he says, I want you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Turn over quickly to Colossians, or I can, verse one, uh, chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. He says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience, long-suffering with joyfulness. And do you see um, what he is saying here. 
He says, increase in knowledge. And I think that is how we can be strong. Increase in knowledge because he is all-powerful. And there's nothing, uh, Wawa brought that out, there is nothing unlimited with God. God can do all things. And Paul is saying, be strong in, in the Lord and in his power. In other words, accept Christ as your Savior and follow him. And he will give you the strength that you need with that. With him, we have power, our, our strength for service. Um, wherever the Lord has called us to serve. We have the strength to do that. We have strength for the trials that come our way. And we have strength for fighting the spiritual battles that are there. And I liked uh, the way it was read and amplified in verse 10. It says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with him. So be empowered with him, with him in you. Draw your strength from him, not my strength and not somebody else's strength, but through his strength, that strength which is boundless might provide, is boundless might provide. So thinking of the boundless power that God has, and I join union with him, and I have the strength now to, to go through life the struggles that come my way. The, and if we look at the children of Israel, you know, they face lack of food. They, they lack of water. They face enemies, Amalekites. And there was a struggle along the way. But God says, I will be with you. And we know that he was with them, even though they didn't see it at times. And God is with us if we have accepted him as our Savior. Then he says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So in other words, we're going to face an enemy. And we're going to face an enemy that is stronger than we are. And we're going to face principalities. We're going to be facing, um, well, verse 10 against powers, against rulers of the darkness, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. We have no idea of what we're dealing with that we can't see in the spirit realm. But there's a battle for our souls. And Paul's saying here to stand, stand for the truth. Um because of the trickery and deceit of the devil or the wise the wiles of the devil and I think about the um, think about Satan and how he's worked and there's his trickery is endless and his deception is endless you know the powers that he has is, is limited by God but God allows some things in our lives to, to prove us, to test us, to prepare us for the promised land. And that's our journey. That's where we're going, is to the promised land. 
So we need to take the whole armor of God to be able to resist or stand against that. And we are um, faced with it. And if you're not, well, then I would question if he already has you in his realm. And, and, you know, we we hear stories of those who, I'm happy in this situation. Well, yeah, you're happy because you can do what you want, and Satan is leaving you alone because he's got you where he wants you. The first thing that we are to take is the belt, is the belt of truth in um, verse 14. Having your loins girded about with truth. And if you look at the loins, we know where part of it is the fatty tissue or the soft tissue that's on between the spine and our ribs. It's kind of in this area. And there's a lot of, of vulnerable parts in this area. And so we are to protect that, protect that with truth. There are vulnerable parts. And I wonder if Satan has an area in your life that is vulnerable, that he knows about, and he keeps hitting you and keeps hitting you with that. I know sometimes we have a tendency maybe to um, allow our emotions or our feelings take over our lives, and, you know, we can become discouraged in our Christian life and feel like nobody cares about me. It feels like the church doesn't care about me, and so on. That's a vulnerable area in your life. Or you might be struggling with uh, discouragement. You might be struggling with the temptations of this world, desiring, the th- wanting the things of this world. That's a vulnerable area that Satan has and knows about in your life. And he wants to to attack you there. So we must know the truth. And the only way you're going to know the truth is to read the scripture and to apply the scripture into your life. And I'll talk more about that later. And also in that verse, it talks about the breastplate of righteousness. And the breastplate secures the vital organs that's in our bodies. Um, and I think the, one of the most important one is our heart. And I wonder um, if you look up the definition, it says we are to guard our heart with integrity. Be honest. Strong moral purpose in life. Are you guarding your heart? So where is your heart? That's what God asked the children of Israel. Well, he didn't ask. He knew where their hearts were, and that's why it took so long. But does he, if he was to say, write out a chapter about your life, where is your heart? In Proverbs 4.23, it says, to keep our hearts with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. And we know that it talks a lot about our, our brain and our heart, and they've medical um, terms are saying that our brains and our heart has a lot of the same chemicals. So when the Bible talks about 
out of the heart the mouth speaketh. Well, it's because they're connected. And so we are to guard the heart because out of it are the issues of life. Jeremiah says our heart are deceitfully and desperately wicked. We need to protect our hearts. God said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. We need to protect our heart and go all at all. Um, yeah, go. I guess you should check your heart and do whatever it takes to guard guard your heart, and you will win the battle against the the wiles of the devil. And then in verse fifteen, it talks about the third thing: have your feet shod with a preparation of peace. We need to prepare. Be prepared. Be prepared for a rocky path. And we're going to have them. We're going to have things come into our our life. There's going to be obstructions. It's going to be rocky. Prepare ourselves by shutting our feet. The fourth thing is the shield of faith. Faith here is... You know, you get the the visual of, of somebody holding a shield. Well, that shield is not a a shield that we know of that they would use in the military, but this is a shield of faith. This is taking faith to be that shield to protect us against the fiery darts that are thrown at us. This belief is not just asking God to forgive me and I'm saved and I'm a Christian. It's more than that. It goes beyond where I give him my whole life. I walk with him. I learn of him. I, my heart and my desire is to grow in him. And so that's my goal in life. But Satan along the way likes to, it talks about fiery missiles here. And I guess I wonder how, how that all works. You know, sometimes he lost soft things into the air and hopes that, um, sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to hurt you. <laughs> sometimes he lost things at us, and it's a gentle loft, and he's just feeling you out. Where, where are your vulnerable? Where are your soft spo- uh, points? And we, you know, he puts something before us, we are tempted, and we walk away and, and so on. Well, then he tries in different areas. And that's why we need the shield of faith, because we need to move it around. And then sometimes he throws fast ones. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. i got to stop that. Now that you're woke up, maybe you're ready for the next one. <laughs> um, and sometimes he throws fast ones, and and you know, and, and sometimes we're walking in life, and all of a sudden we're hit with a with a thought. And maybe it's a thought that we saw a month ago on our phone, and and so on. You know what I'm getting at. But it hits it with that thought, and it hits you hard, and then you have to make a choice of what you're going to do with that. And it's just sometimes out of the blue. 
that he throws that at us. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> and sometimes, you know, some of the temptations that come our way is the whole idea of, of um, maybe the thought is that I'm better than you. So he throws this temptation. <laughs> he throws that temptation, I'm better than you. So what does he do? It's pride. He starts dealing with pride in your life. And then you start thinking, well, I'm better than the other person and so on. And that's, um, yeah, that's an area where I think a lot of us can struggle with. That I'm maybe prettier, I'm more, I'm stronger, more talented. Or maybe we're tempted with, um, um, yeah, a thought that I want to steal. So we pop something in our lives that we want to steal. So what do we do? We walk away from that. And so we are tempted in so many ways. And it's hard for me to just mention things because I don't know. I don't know what some of the temptations that come your way. But you know. You know where you struggle with. You know where you're vulnerable with. So where is your heart? And you need to shield it with, with, your, um, with your heart. You want another one? <laughs> That's the last one. Okay, let's go to the next one. This, we need to take the helmet of salvation. The helmet protects the head. And this involves our thinking. Knowing that we are saved and having the assurance of salvation will help us win these battles. So if we're on the line here struggling with, am I saved or am I not? Um, You know, I I don't feel saved, so I must not be. Or, You know, if we're struggling with that, it's going to, we're not going to win the battles that come our way. So we need to protect our head. And that head involves our thinking, our thought life. Our thoughts should be pure and holy. And then he says in verse 17, take the helmet of salvation. Then he says, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And look at the, the sword. It doesn't say pick up a sword and fight. But he says, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And God is, the Spirit is working within us. The Spirit is fighting the battles for us. And that's the only, you might say, the only offense that we use, is taking the, the Word of God, taking Scripture like Christ did, and fight the battles fight the trials, the temptations, or whatever that comes our way. <clears throat> I like the, the last verse then, verse 18, and I like the way it's read in the Amplified. So I'll read it again, and then I'll read it in the Amplified. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto, with all perseverance 
and supplication for all saints. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's concentrated people. So going back to the original question, where is your heart? As you're taking this journey of life, you're going through different stages of life, where, where is your heart taking you? And I would like to encourage you to take the spiritual life seriously. It's not just a ho-hum deal, but take it seriously. Realizing that this life is short. And my goal is the promised land. What am I doing to get there? We need to be responsible for our own life. So I'm encouraging you to take responsibility for your life. You know where you struggle with. You know where you're going. You know where your heart is. So you change it instead of having me tell you how to change it or anyone else. But be responsible. Know the scriptures. Read it. Meditate on it. That's the only way you're going to fight is the word of God. So how are you going to win? Are we going to sit back in a corner and just hope the devil doesn't hit the sore spots? You know, what we allow in our lives is going to determine our next battle. So I encourage you to guard your heart. <clears throat>